Welcome to the I Want to Party with Bob Christmas special, or holiday special, I guess you could say. Happy holidays to you and yours if you do celebrate during the holidays. I'm glad to be here with you on this very special day, right? Uh, this episode is going to be out on Christmas morning. If you are listening on Christmas morning, yeah, happy uh, happy day to you. It'll be out bright and early. This is my present to you, my listeners. Is that how you pronounce it? Listeners. Yeah, the silent T. Oh, sorry. My present to you is better grammar in the new year as well. This one will be shiny and wrapped with a bow sitting under the tree waiting for you to ravenously tear into on Christmas morning. Get away from your awful aunts and uncles, maybe that are Trump supporters. Go out in the garage and listen to my podcast. That's my advice to you. Yeah, I'm definitely in the holiday spirit. That's me, Bob, of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. I pass some of that spirit on to you. I do. I love Christmas. I love the holidays. I really do. It's a stressful time, to be sure. For me, having a child helps get me more in the holiday spirit because he's typically pretty amped. Having a child also puts a lot more stress on me during the holiday season, which is fine. I mean, it's uh, got to make a good holiday for the kid kind of thing. You know, he's what counts in this case. I'm almost at that point where I'm like, you know what? Socks and underwear are totally fine for me. Oh, and that, uh, can you find that $80 Sam Hain record that I wanted to? That'd be great. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think any fucking record's worth 80 bucks. I'm sorry, I download that shit illegally. <clears throat> yeah, we don't do that. No crimes committed here on the I Want to Party with Bob podcast ever. Now, I do know, I did want to say this, I do know the holidays are rough for a lot of people. Sometimes myself, I definitely get a little holiday depression. For me, I mean, I really miss my father. My dad, he was super into Christmas, especially when I was a kid. And he did pass kind of that spirit on to me for sure, but... I miss him a lot around the holiday times. Always think about him a ton. And it's if you're struggling through this time with depression or anything like that, need somebody to talk to, hit me up. I'm serious. I'll reach out to me. I'll talk to you. I got you know, nothing better to do, honestly, than to help somebody out that's kind of going through the same things I might be going through and do go through some pretty bad depression from time to time. So I'm here. All right. I mean that. I'm serious. I do mean that, by the way. That being said, the song at the beginning of the this episode of the podcast and might be hopefully playing in the background right now. Oh, no, I'm over two minutes in. It's That song's done. Sorry about that. That song is a cover of the Misfits song, 20 Eyes, performed by the Angry Snowmans of Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Yes, and that is Canada's number one Christmas fans right there, the Angry Snowmans. That, this band is fucking incredibly great. Stay tuned. We're going to hear a lot more from them through the podcast, a little interview part with them, and a couple more songs. They're awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, great band. Now, what is the I Want to Party with Bob holiday special exactly, you might be asking? Well, here's what it is. I'm going to play some music. It's all festive and holiday-style music. I'm going to read a couple of interviews with a couple of the bands that are on this episode, I'm going to do a little bit of a year in review in the first part of the podcast. Finally, the last segment is going to be a little fireside chat I had with my sister-in-law, Michaela. Kind of a decade in review kind of thing. There's going to be some trivia, and we're going to have fun. Now, on our end, we probably will be doing a little drinking, which is great on our end. Uh, so join us. You know, drink along. Uh, if you're listening at 9 o'clock on Christmas morning, well... Um, maybe not, but do what you want. I don't care. It's your life. You make whatever bad decisions you want. I'm I'm here to support you. Now, I said I was going to interview a couple of the bands on the podcast, and I'm playing three bands. Hmm, I'm leaving a band out? That's not very cool. Well, actually, the one band, their song's coming up very soon. 
is Sloppy Seconds, and they're returning with a very festive tune called Lonely Christmas. Now, I have talked about Sloppy Seconds a considerable amount in previous podcasts, and they are my favorite band from Indiana. I think they're the only band I know from Indiana, <laughs> except for Teen Idols. Wait, but I don't really like them that much anymore, but... But Sloppy Seconds are fucking great, man. I dis- discovered them in 2019, really, really gave them a listen for the first time, and I'm really happy I did. I love Sloppy Seconds, completely love them. They were a big part of the Misfits Part 1 podcast, if you remember, with their cover version of Where Eagles Dare. Now, here they come at us with a Christmas song called Lonely Christmas. I am so happy that BA was cool enough to let me use this song for the podcast. I did want to say thank you again to BA. For all the help with that, the Misfits podcast, the first Misfits podcast that I did, letting me use this song. He's a fantastic dude. I told him, hey, if you ever come back out again or if I'm out your way, the burritos or burgers or whatever, it's all on me. And he's like, no, no, dude, it's cool. He is a fantastic guy. Really great guy. I really appreciate all the help he's given me. This Now, this song, okay, when you listen to it, what came to mind for me is pretty funny. Have you ever seen the Christmas episode of Happy Days, like one of the early, like first or second season or something? Okay, here's here kind of a quick synopsis. This is cuz this this episode of Happy Days totally reminds me of this Lonely Christmas Sloppy Seconds song, right? Richie asks the Fonz, like, "Hey Fonz, what, you know, they he lives like above their house or something, right? Hey Fonz, what are you doing for Christmas?" "Oh, you know, I got all kinds of plans. I'm going to do this. Oh yeah, it's going to be the best Christmas ever." Okay, great. Richie kind of walks out by, you know, Fonz has like a garage right next to their house or some shit where he works on stuff. I don't know what the fuck the Fonz did other than look fabulous in a leather jacket and that hair. That hair. Yeah, don't mess don't ever fuck with the Fonz's hair. Richie walks by his garage and it's like Christmas morning and there's the Fonz is sitting in the garage all by himself eating like a cold can of beans and wieners or something. Ah, oh, poor Fonz. So Richie asks the Fonz, hey, come on, just come over to the Cunningham's house for Christmas, man. Don't sit here all by yourself. And, oh, they all go back and forth. And Howard, you know, Richie's dad's kind of a dick. No, we don't want that greaser in here or some shit. Eventually the Fonz comes in and there everybody ends up like decking the halls with the Fonz. A great time. Yay. Hey, Merry Christmas. Now, by the way, that episode was from 1974's season two, episode 11 originally aired on December 17th of 1974. I already said 1974. Why did I fucking doubled it up in the script? I gotta. I need somebody to proofread these goddamn scripts for, other than myself because I don't do it, apparently. Now, uh, another note, I think I actually saw that episode when it aired in 1974. When I was a kid, I was, uh, what was I, four years? Oh, no, I was five years old then. I loved that show when I was a little, little kid up until I was like preteen years. Totally loved it. Yeah, enough about Happy Days in the Fonz. Hey, here is Sloppy Seconds with the song Lonely Christmas.
All right, thank you, Sloppy Seconds NBA. You guys are the best. Year-end review is coming up. And sorry about that little uh, Happy Days rant I went on there. I got, oh boy, really sidetracked. So year-end review, yeah, interesting. About six months ago, I started this podcast called the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Uh, the end, let's listen to some music and get drunk. <laughs> I'm just totally kidding. This is going to be pretty short, though. I am going to say that. So, yeah, start a podcast. Eh, you know, podcast is kind of a fucking total pain in the ass. It's a lovable pain in the ass. So I do, I enjoy it a little bit like me. Podcast is a, you know, an, an extension of myself, I should say. I do always say this, and I know I'm repeating myself. I do love doing this shit. I do love this podcast. I, I'm learning a lot, having fun, talking to rad people, making friends, challenging myself. That's pretty incredible. For me, it is. I, like, I'm usually pretty lazy when I get home and don't do a whole lot. And doing this podcast has really, like, broadened my horizons in a lot of ways. I really can't wait to see what the new year has in store for me and this podcast, for sure. I hope you stick with me. Got a lot of good stuff coming up. A little teaser of what might be coming up for me. Oh, this is good. This is really good. I finally decided on the next band I'm going to do that kind of deep dive, like, history of bullshit series on you know like i've been doing with the misfits i'm gonna do the smiths and morrissey oh fuck yeah that's gonna be great oh that dude's off his fucking rocker these days isn't he oh dude yeah he's like a fascist fucking weird nazi dude like what the fuck happened to him white national who are you who is this the guy that used to sing such sweet songs that spoke to my heart and uh, now you're this fucking weird like nazi dude man what the fuck so, yeah, that's going to be good. I cannot wait to do that. So let's see. What, so far in the course of the podcast, what kind of things have I talked about? Who have I talked to? What bands have been so kind and so awesome to let me play their music on the Bobcast and talk to me about some of the things that they've done? Well, let's give you some stats, some answers to that question. Now, the bands, these this is a list of all the bands since the beginning of the podcast that I've interviewed in person. This is a pretty, I'm really impressed with this list. These guys are all fantastic bands. Squarecrow, Western Settings, The Dodges, The Hammer Bombs, Les Saboteur, Lightweight, Tim Version, Savende, Sad Girls Club, City Mouse, and Dead Bars. Now, some of those were just with one or two people from the band. You know, some of the fest stuff that I did especially. But yeah, those are, God, those are all great bands, aren't they? They really are. Now, here's a list of bands that I've talked to via email or like Facebook Messenger or something like that. I'm also impressed with this list. Uh, Playboy Man Baby, Robot Repair, Sloppy Seconds, The Midnight Block, Pussy Cow, 88 Fingers, Louie, and Dr. No. Yes, Dr. No. Of that, my favorite band of the 1980s, Dr. No. I was really happy, but I still don't know who the fuck I talked to. I think it was Kyle from Dr. No. He never gave me his name, like I said. Yeah. But it, regardless, somebody from Dr. No talked to me. I'm really happy about that. Like, incredibly happy about that. Some of the bands who have let me play songs, you know, without doing like an interview part, just were kind enough to let me play some of their music. These are all great bands, too, by the way. Hidden Spots, uh, Chagrin of San Diego, California, my good friends. Vacation, uh, The Zetas, The Black Dots, Turncoats from Japan, uh, Medication, DFMK, Big Sad of Florida, War on Women, Wolf Face, No More, and of course that band of bands, Tilt Wheel. It was easy for me to get uh, permission to play the Tilt Wheel songs. Hey Bob, can I play some Tilt Wheel? Oh yeah, go ahead bro. Um, 
you just buy me a beer. Okay. Yeah, easy. Easy. That was really easy. <laughs> I digress. I, I, I kid. Note, out of all those bands and people and blah, blah, blah that I just listed, that doesn't include the people that are in this episode or who is going to be in the final episode. Haven't really decided on the last episode of 2019 as far as what band it's going to be. I think I know, but you'll see it's going to be great, I think. Wow, I've been busy doing this. Yeah, that's good. I'm pretty stoked. I cannot say thank you enough to all those incredibly wonderful, amazing, hardworking, and insanely creative and talented people that have worked with me on this podcast. You guys are all so fucking great. I swear to God, you guys are the best. I'm serious. If I had to walk away from this podcast today and say, okay, I'm done. I'm totally done. And I had all that that I just listed you know, as an accomplishment. That's a big, a huge accomplishment for me. I'm very happy and proud that I was able to accomplish that, and I'm so happy that all of you worked with me and helped me out with this. Yeah, I owe you guys all. I owe all you guys. I, these, these are the best people in the world that I have talked to doing this thing, and that makes me so happy. I'm very grateful for that. Just alone. Thank you all. Times infinity. Now, how about let's get uh, let's stir up a little controversy here. You know, on Christmas Day, there's Christmas or any holiday. Just wouldn't be the same without somebody stirring up a little controversy, right? Now, I'm going to do a quick top five of um, a particular, you know, selection of bands. Uh, it's not really a popularity contest top five. Like, these are my favorite bands of the podcast. No, no. Now, the, the rule for this top five that I gave myself was these are all bands that I had either heard about in 2019 for the very first time and never heard of before, or in one case, like, I knew about them, but I didn't really ever listen to them until 2019, till the podcast. They're in one way or the other, they are all bands that made my year 2019 so, so much better. So at number five, Sloppy Seconds, yes, really discovered that band this year. I was looking for a Misfits cover song. Well, Sloppy Seconds did Where Eagles Dare, we even till we even played a show with them, and I didn't even stick around for them to see them play. I had heard them a little bit here and there, but 2019 and doing this for the Misfits thing, I started listening to them, and I couldn't stop. I was like, God, these guys are phenomenal. So good. So, yeah, number five, sloppy seconds. Number four, no more. Gainesville's finest band discovered them at Fest, 18 this year. Thanks to Davey, said, go watch this band. I said, okay. I did incredible band yes check out no more from Gainesville Florida hidden spots holy shit hidden spots my favorite band of early 2019 like I could not stop listening to them got the okay to play their stuff on the podcast through Mike Bruno from Dead Broke and Iron Sheik who's a rad dude in and of himself but I wrote to the guys from hidden spots they wrote yeah yeah play your play our music so I did play them a couple times but I played that record so many times. I love that band so much. Yes, Hidden Spots. Thank you, Hidden Spots and Mike at Dead Broke and of Iron Cheek. You guys are the best. Turncoat is in at number two. Number two. You have to listen to Turncoat. That is the best Japanese punk rock band of all time. I, they're absolutely incredible. I can thank Graham, formerly of Broccoli, kind of currently a little bit too, yeah, who uh, lives in Japan for turning me on to them. Dude, Turncoat is so ridiculously good. Like, I get a tear every time I listen to them. They're so good. It's, like, painful. It hurts they're so good. Yes, Turncoat of Japan. Check them out. Now, number one, drum roll, please. Yeah. Oh, boy, this band blew my socks off, man, this year. I don't know why. They just hit me in all the right spots. 
the main person behind the band is an incredibly nice person. Really cool. I've talked to him several times over the last couple months. It's Wolfface. Wolfface. I'm really serious. I love that goddamn band. They are so good. First saw him doing a Misfits cover set at Fest. And Michael J. Wolf. They well, actually let me go back a little bit. They played right before us, right before Tilt Wheel at Fest. After that, you know, started kind of talking to Michael via Facebook and this and that. And he sent me a copy of their new record. Holy crap, that band is nuts. Number one band of 2019, I would have to say. Wolfface, they check them out. They are rad. I played like five Wolfface songs on the podcast. Does that say anything? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Check them out. So now on for music, let's talk about some of the places I've talked about this year on the Bobcast. I'll just throw a list out at you. Now, some of the places I've talked about include Disneyland with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge being the very first podcast I did. It was pretty sloppy. No script. I had like a half a page of notes, just total ad lib the whole thing. And I think it shows, yeah, that one's not very good. Also talked about the Haunted Mansion from Disneyland, Calico Ghost Town, Bull Shoals, Arkansas, the Maritime Museum of San Diego, specifically the Star of India and the Berkeley Ferry, the Grand Canyon, Oatman, Arizona, Two Guns, Arizona, the Whaley House in San Diego, and uh, talked a lot about Florida and Fest 18 too, didn't I? Of all those places, I I went to most of those places in 2019, so I did a kind of a lot of traveling in 2019, which that's fantastic. I'm so, I love to travel. No, traveling is one of my favorite things. I absolutely love it. A couple places on that list I went to in 2018, the Grand Canyon and Bull Shoals, Arkansas. So that was kind of like a memory thing. And also from other sources, I was talking about stuff like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, in the Disneyland stuff, well, Galaxy's Edge was brand new, but the Haunted Mansion I've been going on since I was three years old. So that's not really a new thing. What was my favorite trip of 2019, you might ask? Yes, let's stir up a little more controversy. Yeah, this isn't really controversial at all. Now, Fest, I had a great, great trip to Fest in Florida. Super great. My favorite trip, though, would be my family went on a trip my wife and my son and I, all through kind of the Southwest. We went to Oatman, Arizona, Two Guns, Arizona, and Mesa Verde, Jerome, Arizona. That Mesa Verde podcast is coming up too, by the way. That Mesa Verde is insane. That trip was rad. That was such a great vacation, uh, differing from our typical like Disneyland three- or four-day trip or whatever we would do. We went on a long road trip, and we saw some rad stuff, went to some really cool places, saw things I'd never seen before, didn't see any ghosts. I I haven't. I got creeped the fuck out at Two Guns, though. Don't go to Two Guns, by the way. But yeah, I went to, and I went to a few other places to do podcast specific research in 2019 around San Diego. Lots of like haunted places. We are going to visit those together on the podcast coming up in 2020. Trust me, some cool stuff coming up. So that was pretty much the uh, Bobcast year in review, I would say. What's coming up? What's next? Well, I think some pretty good stuff. A couple interviews I have already recorded. I'm really, really excited about getting mixed and out there and released and blah, blah, blah. One of those interviews is with Sacramento, California's Danger Incorporated. They're a fantastic band. Now, that is what's crazy about that one. That's going to be a two-part episode. It has to be because I talked to all the people in the band, Jessica, Danny, and David, all in one shot. And then I did a kind of a separate interview with just Jessica about the 10 years that she spent working at Disneyland. And we had a rad talk about all kinds of crazy stuff 
that went on she when she was there, some really cool things that she did while she was there. That's going to be a fantastic, fantastic episode. I can't wait for that. And that is like one of the nicest bands in the entire world, too. Trust me. You'll see. You'll hear. those. They're awesome. Danger Incorporated. And they fucking, dude, they rule, too. They're, such, they're a great band. They rock, I think, is the, the word I'm looking for is Danger Incorporated Rocks or Danger Inc., I should say. What else? Ben Snake Pit, yes. I was in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. Mr. Snake Pit and I sat down and talked many different things. He took us out for burritos prior to that interview. We had a really, really good talk. Now, you can hear Ben curse at me and threaten me in Klingon on this podcast. Things got a little out of hand with the Star Trek versus Star Wars rivalry we've had going on for the last several years. I'm just to- totally kidding. We did. <laughs> he does speak some Klingon, though, and he does know a few words. It, this is a great, great talk that I had with him. Another thing I'm going to do, something very different, I'm going to go on an actual ghost hunt with the boys of Savende, with more than likely Johnny and Colin, in a place where Johnny had seen some really crazy shit a few years ago. He's going to open the place up, make sure nobody's going to kill us while we're there, and we are going to go on a ghost hunt. Ooh, but that's going to be good. I can't wait for that. Like, I'm scared shitless, but I can't wait. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, but it's going to be a little bit on the scary side. So that's cool. I think Johnny's got my back and Colin, too. Yeah, I'll be safe. I think we'll be all right. Uh, We are going to finish up the Danzig trilogy sometime in 2020, early 2020. And like I said, start into a new journey of ridiculousness with the Smiths and Morrissey. More tales of haunted places, more awesome music and bands. I think I'm going to get into Star Wars sometime in 2020 and do like a trilogy, maybe, uh, you know, of episodes about the new trilogy from Force Awakens to Rise of Skywalker. Or actually, you know, I think I kind of have something even better in mind. Have you ever heard of the Wills? It's spelled W-H-I-L-L-S. Have you ever heard of that? Well, we're going to find out about that. There's some really fucking stupid George Lucasisms. But I think I'm going to take a little bit of a deep dive into it. We'll see. So, yeah, stay tuned. 2020 is going to be really great. Last thing about 2019, I want to say, really, thank you all for listening from the bottom of my heart. I really have way more listeners than I ever thought I would. Things are going swimmingly with a podcast, I should say. I hope you're all enjoying it and still listening. I'm stoked. I'm beyond stoked. I'm very happy anybody would listen to anything I have to say. The hugs, high fives, however you want to say it, you guys are the greatest. Thank you very, very much. Now, next up, next up, that was the year in review. That's all done. Next up, we have another song coming up. This band is very unique and also incredibly awesome. This band is called The Eradicator, and they are from Chicago, Illinois. Now, The Eradicator, they're kind of a themed band. They're a squash themed band. Kind of punkin, hardcore-ish. You'll see. You'll listen to them. A a squash-themed band. How? What? What the fuck? What's squash? Squash is like the weird half-brother of tennis and racquetball. It's like, you know, what is it? A a mule is a cross between a donkey and a horse. Well, like, squash is the mule of racket sports. Very interesting. I don't know where the fuck squash came from. But, yeah, the band is... uh, uh, completely squash related. Sounds <laughs> kind of st- weird, right? They're fucking rad. No, they're so good. They are so good. As far as I know, the band is 
a reference to a skit from the very first episode of season one of Kids in the Hall that was titled, that skit was titled, appropriately enough, The Eradicator. So I'm going to play a song by them that's about not being able to play squash on Christmas. Oh, boy. But first, first, I do have an interview with Andy of The Eradicator that we did via Facebook Messenger. Thank you so much for talking to me, Andy. And let's see what Andy has to say. So so let's get to the interview. So I asked Andy of The Eradicator. He's the leader of the band, the singer. You know, what's your name? And I just fucking said what his name is. Okay, well, we'll get to that when he says, <laughs> I guess. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Boy, I'm sober too, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I asked him who's in the band now and who played on the recording for the song we're going to play, which, which is called The Courts Closed on Christmas. Andy's reply was, yep, my name is Andy Slania. I'm in the band The Eradicator. On that recording, the members included Danny Walkawiak on dr- I hope I fucking said that, Danny. I'm sorry. On drums, uh, Danny lives in Milwaukee. Scott Thompson was on guitar. He lives in Chicago, as does Andy. And Ryan Bolas on bass, and he lives in Melbourne, Australia. Whoa, they have like a transcontinental band. Like really transcontinental. That's pretty cool. All right. And next question asks, why a squash-themed band? Was it a reference to the Kids in the Hall episode one of season one, that little skit I was mentioning earlier? Andy says, it all happened by accident, really. I was in between bands and thought the way Bruce McCulloch's character screamed, Eradicator, would make for a good chorus for a song. So I just kept writing songs about the character because it was fun. That's kind of the birth of the Eradicator. Interesting. All right, cool, cool. Next question I asked, uh, this is the burning question, really. Do you actually play squash? And what is squash? Can you tell me what is squash? And this is Andy's reply. I mean, does anyone really play squash? Or does squash play us? Ooh, well, well played, Andy. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough, that's a tough question. To, okay, there we go. Next question. How does the Eradicator celebrate during the holiday season? Or, or does the Eradicator celebrate the holiday season at all? Andy's reply was, The Eradicator can't celebrate because it's the one day of the year where he can't play the sport he was born to play. He feels left out from humanity and is left alone on this day. Well, I'm sorry. Lonely Christmas from sloppy seconds earlier is very applicable to uh, the Eradicator. Yeah. All right. Now, here's my stock podcast question. Where and what type of burrito was the best burrito you have ever had ever? Give me some details. Andy's answer. I'll keep this simple. My favorite burrito is the vegetarian burrito from my local Mexican restaurant, Taquera San Juanito. It's simple and effective. The best burrito I've ever had was maybe a lobster burrito from a place in San Diego, and I forgot the name of the restaurant. There, there you go. There you have it, folks. San Diego in 2019 has officially won with that answer. With that answer. I think San Diego has officially won the burrito poll. Thank you. San Diego, you can pat yourself on the back. You've done a tremendous job pleasing the music-playing peoples of this world with your burritos. Thank you very much. Uh, Next question I asked was, what's next for The Eradicator? Tours, releases, what's going on with you? Andy's answer, The Eradicator will have a busy 2020 with touring booked in February on the East Coast as well as another Australia tour in May. We just released Peak Eradicator, the second full-length record, in October 2019 on Say 10 Records. So they do have a record out there. They have a couple. Go grab them. Fucking Eradicator's rap. You'll, you'll hear in just a minute. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to Andy and the Eradicator. You guys are my favorite squash theme band, punk rock band, or any type of band that is squash themed of all time. I think you guys are the only 
squash themed band in the world, but that's cool. No, they're fantastic. The Eradicator is so rad. The name of the song we're going to play is The Courts Closed on Christmas. Enjoy the song. Here it is. Rolling down the street in the back of a cab. Waking up early, getting ready for a match. The queen's just chilling in the palm of my hand. We're just chilling. We're just chilling. Getting out the cab on my dark black mask. Rolling to the court with my queen in hand. Walking to the door, no one inside. Stop. What the hell is this? Why's the car closed? Oh, fuck. Is it Christmas again? Okay, thank you very much to Andy and the rest of the people in The Eradicator for the song and the interview. I really appreciate it. Awesome song. A great squash theme band. Again, my favorite squash theme band of all time. I would also, at this moment, like to give thanks and a big shout out to someone, more or less a uh, kind of a company uh, or a business, so to say. Art was one. Now, that's A-R-T-W-A-S-O-N-E for the help with this Christmas podcast. Now, I put a plea out on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, saying, hey, I need help figuring out what songs by some, like, uh, you know, like DIY punk bands to play that do Christmas songs on this podcast. And Art was one stepped up. That's the name of the Instagram account and also the business and said, hey, check out this band, The Eradicator. 
you know, also said, check out the vindictives. The vindictives never replied to me, giving me a yes or no. So I wasn't going to touch that kind of thing. And I love, they have a rad version of Jingle Bells. Like, it's really funny. I love the vindictives. You ever heard their Ramones record? It's fucking awesome. Super great. Art Was One turned me on to another band called Angry Snowmans that does punk rock cover songs, but not really. Yeah, they're covers where they change the lyrics to all Christmas and holiday themed things. Fucking rad. The funny thing is, I know the singer in the band is Ty Stranglehold, does stuff for Razor Cake. Really rad dude. So yeah, thanks, Art Was One. I really appreciate it. I'm going to put links up to their ventures on my social media posts for this podcast and also on the website for this episode. Super rad. They do a bunch of rad stickers, kind of artsy rad sticker stuff. Super cool. Check them out. Buy some stuff from them. Thank you again so much for the help. I really do appreciate it. Speaking of Angry Snowmans, next up is a round of questions and answers with Ty from Canada's Angry Snowmans. The Angry Snowmans are fucking rad. All of their songs are Christmas and or holiday related, and all of them are covers of the punk rock hits of yesterday and a little bit of today. I think they did a couple of rancid covers in there. So stuff is it's rad. It's so good. Shit is for sure tight with this band. And like I said, my buddy Ty is a singer of the band. It's crazy. Yeah, I didn't have no clue about that going into the episode. Thank you so much ty and the rest of the angry snowmans for answering my questions and letting me play some songs so nice and rad of you guys the song i'm gonna play after the interview part is called hanukkah because you know what it's a goddamn it it's the holidays it's not just christmas you assholes it is the holidays yes the song is called hanukkah and that song is a cover of the adolescent song amoeba after the little interview part with angry snowmans and the song hanukkah we will have some words from Plan 9 Alehouse, and then on to part two of this episode. So here we go. Ty of Angry Snowman's question. What year did the Snowman's get angry and form a band and where? The answer, the elves gathered and pooled our anger for the first time in 2008 in Victoria, B.C., Canada. Hmm. Okay, 2008. Wow, they've been going for 11 years. That's a good run, man. That's a long time. Next question. Why was a band formed that takes punk rock songs and Christmasizes them. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but what's the motivation? The other question I asked, this is kind of a two-part question, Ty sent me everything, their entire catalog of awesomeness. And I asked, do you guys do any songs other than just punk rock songs, or are they just punk songs that you guys do? The answer, I really love humor in punk rock. I always have one band in particular I've always loved is Manic Hispanic. And fuck yeah, hey, Manic Hispanic was great. If you've never heard them, listen to them. Super, super, super duper good. What they were doing was rocking and utterly hilarious. I agree. I wanted to do something like that. I also loved the Vandals Christmas album. It was like the North Star shining down on me and told me to combine those things. We only do punk songs. We usually work within the years 76 to 86, but that's not set in ice. Ooh, I see what you did there, Ty. Hey, clever little elf you i do appreciate that next question this one's maybe a tough one out of the extensive angry snowman's catalog of songs which songs stand out as personal favorites and why the answer that is a tough one for me it is ones where the lyrics make me giggle maniacally while i'm writing them holiday cellophobia formerly holiday in cambodia okay that's a good example that what made me laugh so yes that is good 
once I found out that cellophobia is the fear of flashing lights, the song pretty much wrote itself. I can see why. Another favorite is Wrecked Christmas, X's Los Angeles, because it is a duet with my vastly more talented co-vocalist and wife, Elise Navidad. <laughs> Elise Navidad. <laughs> I love this band. I really do. This band is so rad. It's so great. Next question. What if the elves rose up and revolted against the tyranny of Santa and his forced toy making? Do they stand a chance? Whose side would the reindeer be on? Rudolph seems like a kiss-ass. Would he side with Santa or the proletariat? Here's the answer. We write a lot about Claus the oppressor. Elves need to band together, but there is a lot of fear of failure. Not so different than the human proletariat. The reindeer are bootlicking scum who are not to be trusted they work one damn night a year and play stupid games the rest of the time. <laughs> Elves work 364 days a year. Jesus, he's right. That's a load of coal. That was a question. <laughs> oh, man. I love this. Shit. This is great. Next question. Best burrito you've ever had. Where did you get it? What type of burrito was it? If you even like burritos, that is. Here is the answer from Ty. This one time, Elise and I came to San Diego. Oh, another San Diego answer there. Okay. San Diego and our pal Ali picked us up at the airport. I think that's my friend Ali. Oh, this is a small world, man. He took us to a shack somewhere, and I had the most amazing burrito. I don't know what the place was called, and I don't know what kind of burrito it was, but I still have dreams about it. Ty also says, I also fell in love with my taco when staying at Razor Cake HQ in Highland Park. I had multiple burritos al pastor there. Also a shout out to the Burrito Nolasco at Mama's Mexican Kitchen in Seattle, RIP. Apparently it's not there anymore. Next question, what's next for the Angry Snowmans? Releases, shows, touring. Is touring going to come up? Here's the answer. In 2019, we had two new releases, albeit digitally only. The Yule album, which is our version of the Adolescence Blue album, in its entirety. It was our love letter to Steve Soto, who influenced a lot of what we do in both the Adolescence and Manic Hispanic. We also released the Snow Means Snow EP, which is only on No Means Snow. Just a few extra songs we recorded at the same time. We finished up our 2019 run of shows, which took us to Portland and Seattle in the U.S., as well as our hometown of Victoria and a small town called Powell River here in B.C., we had never been there before, but when John Wright of No Means No calls you up and asks you to play his bar, you do it. All the shows were a blast. Touring is tough in December. There are six of us, and almost all of us have families. There's a lot going on during the season. We managed to do a quick Southern California tour in 2011, and it was the most fun ever. We talk about coming back all the time. We also get emails asking us to come back as well. It is definitely not out of the question. All right, Ty, thank you very much. And with that being said, here is the Angry Snowman song, Hanukkah. Enjoy.
I want to be caramelized. I want to be glassy-eyed. Welcome to the holiday edition of the Plan 9 Ale House. I want to party with Bob advertisement. I have a question for you. What does the gingerbread man put on his bed in his gingerbread house? What does the... A cookie sheet. Thank you for coming tonight, folks. Yes, let's talk about the food at Plan 9 Ale House. Now, Plan 9 has some of the best food in town, from burgers to appetizers, desserts to soups, salads to sandwiches. They have all the good stuff. I highly recommend the Plan 9 Frites. Frites. F-R-I-T-E-S. Did I say that right? Uh, Maybe. I, I don't know. Those are some of the best french fries I have ever had in my life. They are garlic fries with mounds of cheese and a house-made gravy made by Plan 9 themselves with a local porter. Yes, excellent food. So get into Plan 9 Ale House, check out the food, grab a beer while you're at it, some of the best beer I have ever had. Plan 9 Ale House is at 155 East Grand Avenue in Escondido, California. Phone number is 760-489-8817 or on the web at plan9alehouse.com. I want to be glassy-eyed. All right, I'm back. Thanks a ton to Ty and the Angry Snowmans for the music. And also, big thanks to Plan 9 Alehouse for the beer. Going to talk about that in a minute. Now, up next is the last segment of the Christmas special where I'm going to be having a little fireside chat with my sister-in-law, Michaela, or Kay, as I like to call her, as everybody likes to call her, unless if you're on Hate Street in San Francisco and everybody calls her Mickey. That's her deal. I'm not going to get into that. What we're going to do is a little decade in review with some very interesting questions going from 2010 up to 2019. Hopefully I can stump her on a couple of these. We'll see. She's pretty sharp on trivia. So here we go. Um, Hello there. Welcome to my sister-in-law, Kay or Michaela. Oh, hey, Bob. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic considering the circumstances. It's nice to see you. That's true. Nice to see you too. Uh, Good to have you here on the I Want to Party with Bob. Christmas special or oh, holiday man. special, as I should say. All I want to do is party with Bob. <laughs> oh, that's oh, excellent. Good. So I'm going to hit you with some trivia questions. One question for every year of the decades of the 2010s. Here is the first question. Are you ready? Whew, get right into Hold on. Hang on one second. I got to okay, have a swig of that. Okay. Yeah. Get into the party. Ooh, All wow. right. Let's do this. Okay. This question is for the year 2010. Which American television series in which a season consisted an entire season consisted of one frantic day in the life of federal agent Jack Bauer ended its original run in 2010. Wow, that ended in 2010. Yeah. Oh, 24. That was way too easy. Okay, now what kind of beer are we drinking right now? Well, right now we are enjoying the Astro Zombies Hazy IPA from the fine people of Plan 9 Ale House, and that is a juicy and delicious 6.8% alcohol by volume IPA. And uh, let's just try you and try a little sip, and we'll talk about it for just a second. Yeah. Oh, you you want me to talk about beer now? I'm mm-hmm. ready for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I uh, yeah. Big I props to. Well, is Aaron right? Is the Aaron's brewer the owner over of it? Yeah. Owner yeah. brewer at yeah. Plan Nine. Yes. Yes. Aaron, you're it. doing great work. See, this oh, is cool. really a fantastic beer. I mean, not like I have a ton of room to talk, but I've been a home brewer for quite a while, and I love me a good balanced IPA and like. That one's pretty well balanced. For a hazy, it? like yeah. it's got some nice juicy mango papaya bits to it, but then right. like the bitterness on the finish is like a little bit piney, and it's like it's just that little like kiss of California 
IPA that Ooh, makes yeah. it like not a New England hazy. And that's what are like, New England hazy IPAs like? Pretty gnarly, they're usually pretty strong, a lot. Or what? They're usually like fruitier. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I like it when it's like, you know, it's not like sweet and juicy all the way through. Yeah, but it's you got have that a little nice, bit of that. You know, you still have that bitterness. That's like, hey, I'm still an IPA. I am an IPA. Still, don't forget. Yeah, that's what I am. Okay, yeah, they're good. All right, so let's uh, before we get into kind of the 2010s in reviews, let's do a little personal thing. What was what happened to you in 2010 that you would say were great things? Some good things that happened to you in tw- the 2010s, the entire decade, I would say. 2010. Okay. From 2010 and on, up until now, I would say, really. So my Facebook memories told me recently, in 2010, I launched my homebrew label, Gone Boating Brewing. Oh, you did? In 2010, in you did? December December 10th of 2010, which is actually my homebrew partner, Matt's birthday. No kidding. Yeah. Well, I didn't we know brewed, that. We brewed an IPA together, and I realized that I loved making beer so much that I wanted to, at the time, start my own brewery. And I think I like, just walked out of my job like two weeks later. After you guys start, I remember there was yeah. a point where you, you were like, okay, I'm just going to do the brewing thing from now on kind of thing. Yeah. But then you ended, you did end up going to work for Barrelhead, though, after that. Was that oh, after God, that period? years later. That was years later. Okay. Ugh. Okay. There it is. So the, thank you. Now we're partying much. with Bob. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so uh, what else? I think you, you and Lane started dating in like 2009 or something, right? Uh, We started dating like end of 2008 beginning of 2009 oh, okay okay so that's okay so you... we had been together for a little bit but it got more serious than i think that was the first year that i took her up to aunt jane's for thanksgiving for thanksgiving gotcha that's a place we all go the family typically yeah. all goes for thanksgiving in tomales california it's a beautiful retreat for thanksgiving where we get away from everything and drink a lot of beer and coffee mm. usually. So that's where the fireside chats. <laughs> that's where the fireside chats really go down. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I met you in right like ten years ago, like this week, at your, your grandmother's house. Yeah. Uh, for Christmas. So yep. I also started ma- dating your sister at the end of 2009. We got she moved in with me in 2010. We got married in July of 2011. Moved to Encinitas in 2012. Our son was born in 2013, and here we are today. So Whoa. I had a lot of good stuff happen to me in the 2010s for sure. Yeah, so. I, I haven't even thought can, of that timeline. Can you t- <laughs> that is a great timeline, Bob. I know I have that. I have a fabulous timeline through the 2010s. Yeah. Also, I had I was out of Tilt Wheel as of t- 2005 and 2010. Rejoined, kind of reformed like uh, the second version of Tilt Wheel, more or less. And in the whole decade of the 2010s, we did a whole bunch of stuff. I think I quit like six times, though, in that time frame, <laughs> like for some stupid reason. But I'm still there. So, yeah, and I haven't quit in at least like two years. So I'm doing pretty good right now. <laughs> and we just it's saw been you. at least two years. Yeah, it's at least two years. So, yeah. So, um, all right, let's, let's talk about what were some big events in the 2010s that come to mind for you. I, I wrote a few down. I know I'm kind of jumping on you because I – uh. I had the advantage of preparing for this in advance. That's very true. All I had was an eight-hour drive from San Francisco in which I literally drove and was trying to think about it, and then I would just space out and be like, what? <laughs> oh, oh, God, traffic. A bird flew by. <laughs> oh, how pretty is that oh, wait, bird? brake lights. That's bad. There's, there's some things that I saw 
that kind of. I mean, of, my sister got married and had a baby, so that was a thing. That was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me too. For me too. Some things that I saw that were not so good. There are some good things and some not so good things. I mean, you have, you know, Trump and also like the rise of these kind of right wing politicians all throughout the world. Nazis. Let's just call them. Yeah, Nazis. we'll just call them what they are. Nazis. Thank you. Um, you also in the early 2010s had all those Occupy movements. Which was interesting. Oh, God, yeah. All Remember the that? 1% stuff. Yep. And the one percenter stuff. Yeah, because yep. that was yep. when I started working in the hate. The uh, Some other things that happened in the 2010s that I was kind of reminiscing about, all those Arab Spring uprisings, that there's still kind of repercussions today, like in Syria. Oh, With the yeah. Civil War and everything. I mean, there's still things going, The all that stuff that happened in Egypt, where all those all the people, those countries rose up. And trying mm-hmm. to get rid of their basically like dictatorship or Islamic run, you know, theocracies. Um, I don't know how well it's panned out. The Middle East is still such a mess. Uh, ISIS was another big thing that happened in the 2010s. Yeah. Uh, on a positive note. Didn't, on, didn't Obama get Osama bin Laden at like the beginning of 2010 something or like, something like I that? I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah I yeah, remember yeah. that was like one of the first memes I came across in my, <laughs> What's about Obama in my life was Obama like... <coughs> And coming circling back to Trump is like, hey, while you're out there trying to dig up my birth certificate and prove that I'm not American, in the meantime, I killed Osama. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take that and shove it up your, <laughs> shove it under your fucking yeah. wig and smoke it. Who, who knew that shit. that was going to be just terrible, <laughs> terrible foreshadowing? Oh God, no shit. Now, a good thing that happened in the 2010s: the new Star Wars movies. Came out, Force Awakens. Yeah, they did. Last Jedi, and now a movie you have not seen yet, and we will not speak of is The Rise of Skywalker. You got to see that soon. So let's just say I'm also a big Star Wars person, and that's oh yes, Kay is also a big one of Star the Wars things that as well as myself, yes. you know, created this friendship between the two of us. In that, the beginning, that was so. a part of our I was bond. Like, you know yes. what? I can I can talk I can some crap. I can dude. understand, but at the same time, like. <laughs> When I go see a movie, it's like, listen, am I going to be entertained? I don't need to That's like- kind of the key. Right. Why buy, say anything bad about it? Because did you come out of it and do you have a good time watching it? Any of those movies you saw? Yeah. Them and you go, I had a good time. Eh. Even even if it turns out as garbage and the fan base cries about it like the little ball sacks that they can be. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. somebody put a lot of hard work into this. That's true. And, and yeah. if it's not the story that you wanted told- then you go do it. Then write your own story. Do you have $7 million to do it? No, they don't. Another big thing that happened in the 2010s, that NASA announced that they found water on Mars. And oh, that's where right. Where there's water, what is there? The potential for life, yeah. right? Oh, and the Mars, the Mars, what is it, rover or discovery? <laughs> oh, yeah, his mes- it's his getting final cold message. and dark. Oh my fucking god! Like everybody's just crying, like it's like it's the I'm... episode of Futurama where Fry leaves his dog, and everybody's just oh, like crying buckets. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like R two D two translated in the last Star Wars movie. Oh fuck. Yeah, he's dead. He's dying. And he feels his death. That sucks. Man. You're like, cool, you created a robot with feelings. I know. Good. Well, we're all dead. <laughs> Great. <Okay. laughs> What's our hope for humanity? Um, this is what you've done. Yeah. Uh, at least robots have feelings. You know, nobody else does. You put all these assholes like Trump in business. So. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> totally. One thing I did want to say, in you know, a big thing that kind of became a focus in, 20, in the 2010s as well, trans rights. And LGBTQ rights as well really took vast steps forward in my eyes as far as being in the public attention. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Because one thing is, you always know, it always outs the assholes when anything's like, like that comes up. Mm-hmm. You go, 
Oh, you know that guy, my neighbor Jim, he's a great guy. Did he just say, like, ship the gays to Africa? Man, fuck you, dude. I'm going to fucking come whoop your ass, yeah. motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, it outs the bad guys, and you can tell who's cool because they're like, all right, yeah, cool. All right, awesome. So I, I was appreciative yeah. of that in the 2010s. Um, yeah, Doma Day happened uh, the same day that I had a homebrew event, which Doma is the Defense of Marriage Act. Oh, Went to the Supreme Court. Oh, I want right, to say right. it was in like 2013 or 2014. That sounds about right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, let me explain this to anyone who's listening. My homebrew partner, Matt, who is one of my best friends in the world and a lovely dude, lives in the Castro. And so I. Which is a very predominantly gay neighborhood in yep, the city of San Francisco. That was so. ground zero for Harvey Milk and everything right, that he right. stood for in the late 70s and also for any like AIDS activism in the 80s and 90s. Basically, anything that happens with the LGBTQIA community, like generally, the Isn't, Castro is going to be like where the, a, a lot of rallies point. start and sure, a lot of things happen. Sure, sure, sure. So I drove over to his house, picked up our gear, drove it down the bit down the street basically like a half a mile away to where the event was going to happen and as I was leaving they were putting up barricades and people were coming out with like signs and stuff that were like hooray we won and I was like rad, oh rad, crap rad. and then my phone buzzed and it was like Doma gets rejected by the Supreme Court and like marriage is stated as you know like basically like huge step for gay rights absolutely yes yes and that was a huge that was huge <laughs> like, i think that we're was like a huge how are moment. we gonna get back to your house and like <laughs> and walk through the castro well, no, remember the walking. castro on new year's how yeah. gnarly that is i, and oh, I had a car awesome, and i pulled like as close as i could to the barricade <laughs> and let him and his roommate out with five gallon kegs and our jockey box and just like you know 30 40 pounds of gear and the, the, the like, parking person was like, you can't get in here. You had to, like, move your car. And we're, like, unloading all this gear. And I was like, I was like bust, bust out your IDs. I was like, they live here. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm not even trying to drive down the hill. I'm just trying to drop them just off. Just trying to drop them off and get our but stuff But it was, out like, there. the whole neighborhood turned out. And the same thing happened when Obama got elected. Like, my sure, friend and I were sure. at Harvey's. Oh, Harvey's is a watching, fantastic bar. Watching too, the, the election yes. results come in, and as soon as it was like, "Oh, he won," I was like, "We should get a cab and go home." They, <laughs> it's gonna get gnarly before they soon. block the streets. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Doma Day was a big one. That is that one. was yeah yeah that so that's I mean there were some definite social advances made in the 2010s. I'm very proud of. There were a lot of steps backwards too, but for the most part, you know. I always try and focus. Let's focus on the positive yeah, things. Yeah, let's stay that positive. That was a huge positive. So that was a huge positive. The one thing now, this is kind of a mixed blessing. The next thing I'm going to mention that kind of really started coming up in the 2010s, technology, all the Alexa stuff, finding out like smart TVs are more or less recording you or watching like, yeah. like oh this show is great, ha ha ha. You know, you're laughing. They're like, oh, oh, keep, keep, you know, keep that. Suggest more of this. Great. Yeah, yeah. Suggest more things similar to this because they liked mm -hmm. it like that's fucking creepy oh yeah well creepy i mean what shit. about the part where they found out that like uh alexa had leaked a bunch of listen to conversations right right yeah and yeah. that was only like two years ago but it was yeah. stuff that had been stored since like 2014 and what's in my house right now there's an alexa <laughs> oh hey, alexa can you play that uh, beach boy song i like you know fall you know i'm gonna meet with putin tomorrow about some state secrets what, oh, what yeah, beach boy song do you like i like anything off pet sounds Oh, 100% yeah. okay. the, one of the best records of all time, I think. I 
I fantastic record. It's okay, a great, good. yeah, it's a great yeah. one. I yeah. like. I never gave much play to the Beach Boys. It was always kind of like anything that Mike Love has a lot to do with, like after Brian Wilson. Fuck yeah. that. But Brian Wilson had like complete control, or he did all of the shit on Pet Sounds. Yeah, and the re- like. Mike Love was the biggest protester. Like, no, we can't do this. This isn't Beach Boys, and it ended up becoming their hugest record. Mm-hmm. Massive propelled them to like yeah. superstardom. Yeah, Mike Love's a fucking dickhead. He's a MAGA dude, too, by the way. Did you Ugh, know that? Of yeah, course yeah. he is. Yeah, of course he is. I hope him and Ted, Ted Nugent are <laughs> fucking a, a jerking hun- each other off with their own tears right now. <laughs> or a hunting mishap, hopefully. You know, we'll get. Why don't they invite yeah. Dick Cheney along and we'll see who gets shot first, right? Fucking morons. <laughs> Greedo's going to shoot first. <laughs> who shot first? Dick Cheney shot first, okay, by the way. <laughs> okay. Trivia. Yes, next question. 2011, the highest grossing film in worldwide receipts, that is, in 2011, was which final installment in a series of eight films? Harry Potter. Which film was it? Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. You are good. God damn it. Oh, yes, we're good. We're good. Mark that down. Sure. (laughs) Okay, gets a star on that one. Make, make notes that one. I know stuff. 2012. We're going to hit you with a few questions here let's, right in a row. Let's okay, do this. Right in a row. 2012, the video to which song by a South Korean musician became an internet sensation in 2012? Was that it's 2012? A video, yes, a video Fuck. for a specific song. That would be Gangnam Style by Psy. Very good. Another gold star for <laughs> K. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think that would throw you. I had some hope, but yeah. It didn't yeah, man, throw I'm you. obviously a center citizen of the internet. <laughs> yes, you are. That is for sure. <laughs> okay, 2013 at the 2013 Academy Awards, which British actor became the first to win the Best Actor Award for the third time? Did you say Best Actor? Best Actor in 2013, and that was his third Oscar. Bonus if you can answer what film that was for see this one's tough i I would never get this in a million years um if i get you on one i'll be happy i'll be happy if i get you on one well i won't be happy i don't i don't i don't uh like to wallow in other people's misery or failures absolutely gloat at this during (laughs) christmas dinner i stopped her oh by the way everyone talk um, about this i wish i had a little let's see here yeah, everyone, uh, but can I have your attention? Yeah, I stumped Kay at trivia, just so you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Stand up at the table and get everyone's attention. Um, I'm going to say, I, I, I got a Michael Caine. I have no idea. Mm, okay, okay, <laughs> no problem. It was Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, of course it was. Won. I always forget he's British. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, uh, the, the, There did. Will Be Blood, right, by yes, P.T. Anderson? There Will Be Blood, yeah. nope. He, in 2013, he won the Oscar Best Actor for the film Lincoln. Oh, was uh, that Lincoln? His second, the second Oscar he got was for There Will Be Blood, and the third one was for My Left Foot. My Left Foot. foot. Yes. Yeah, I know that one. Yep. I saw that at Too Young. You did? Okay, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I, was, when, I, was, I don't even know about that movie. Well, let's not get into that, because yeah, it's that's a, a can of worms. We're going to get way too deep there. Yeah. We don't need to deep dive into Daniel Day-Lewis's <laughs> method no, acting. No. Okay, one more question, and then we'll move on to some stupid things that happened in the 2010s. Sweet. Uh, the like tw- you rejoining Tilt Wheel? <laughs> that was no, that was a fan. That was like I'm kidding. Okay. No. <laughs> I, I just, don't know if I, I just like to take every now. opportunity I can to sing you <laughs> to, to jab at me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I got you. All right. In 2014, for the first time in more than 50 years, a comedy album reached number one on the U.S. Billboard charts. 
what parody artist received the accolade with the release of his 14th studio album, Mandatory Fun? Weird Al. Oh, of course you got it. Yes, the record was one of my Fun. One of my new friends who I've known for like maybe a year uh, goes by the burlesque slash drag name. I can't remember which it is. And Harley, I'm sorry. You met Harley uh, on Saturday at your show with the green hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the so, one that we were showing pictures of Ronan to and talking right, about. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. their drag slash burlesque name is Queer Al Skankovich. <laughs> I almost so my pro- props beer to you, out. Harley, for that one. <laughs> that's a great you one. You made it onto the podcast. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with Stupid Things of the Decade of the 2010s. Okay, we're back from our little break, and now we've moved on to another beer. We killed the 32-ounce growler of Plan 9. And what are we drinking now, Kay? Can you tell us a little bit about this beer? Yeah, so we are drinking the Hilltop Gold Rush Kolsch from Barrelhead Brewhouse in San Francisco, where I work, made by my good buddy Kirk Hilliard, super, super talented brewer. Uh, Kolsch is like a German-style lager originating from Cologne, Germany, um, and this one is its nice and light. Uh, it's got almost like a little bit of like a weedy quality, and I don't mean weed, I mean wheaty. Like wheaty, yes. Wheat. Yes. Wheat, if you will. Wheat, if you will. Um and uh, knowing knowing Bob's drinking style, I, I brought this for him because I told him if he ever let me be on the podcast that uh, my brewery barrelhead would sponsor it. So I'm I'm Ooh. sharing I'm sharing, sharing with sponsorship. I'm sharing tonight. with Plan okay. Nine. Okay, this is a good beer. Let me have a little drink there. Oh, it's clean. Oh, it's nice, like crisp. I want to say it has a little bit of a, a tiny nice bitterness at the very end that I appreciate, and it's not very strong. And yeah. my age. And the condition of my body appreciates that very, very much. So, all right, very good. Well, thank you to uh, Barrel Hell. Uh, I can't, barrel Hell. Barrel Head. <laughs> barrel barrel <head>. Hell. <laughs> it's oh, Barrel boy. Hell now. Are you sure this is only like 4%? I'm, I'm talking like it's more you like a did, 20%. You did drink the IPA first. Uh, I did. I had a whole pint. Uh, now you're like in Barrel a, Hell, okay. Bob. <laughs> Welcome to Barrel Hell. Okay. <laughs> Next thing we're going to talk about a little bit is what are the kind of dumb, idiotic, and stupid things that happened in the 2010s? First thing that came to my mind when I think about that is the rental scooters and bikes that litter the sidewalks, fields, driveways, and roads of America's major cities, especially San Diego. I didn't see when I was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. I, I did not see that many scooters and stuff around. But oh, that's a better hot point of contention face, for the last a, couple of years. There's a big butt coming there, so. Here comes a big butt. Here comes a big butt, yes. So <laughs> yeah, that, no, they were everywhere, and it was a huge problem. And then they allowed one company over the other. I can't even remember which because oh, I kept reading about like it a... in the paper, and I was like, wow, this is so dumb. I don't have time for it. And yeah, I think right, right. eventually they were just like, you can have them, but in certain places, and they even tried to regulate it. And then they were like, oh, but you made the permitting process better for this company over this company. Oh, there were lawsuits involved, I'm sure. Like, oh, what a fiasco. Sure, sure. It was it was awful. But. It's kind of better than the free-for-all that is San Diego because they're fucking everywhere. I mean, they are literally. Yeah, you go how, down to city, how is San Diego such a conservative city and you're not regulating the shit out of this? Oh, because the money, money, money. I'm sure somebody is some fucking conservative lawmaker just getting fucking wealthy off this shit for Probably. sure. Oh, Probably. Because like, like, San Francisco nipped that in the bud super quick and so did L.A. Okay, another stupid thing that happened in the 2010s to me is the game Fortnite. 
Have you ever witnessed or played that game? To me, it's stupid. Millions of people love the game. I don't know. Maybe I'm being ignorant, and I just I can't saw it at a homebrew event it. for like a hot minute. It. I know that it's got some like pretty sick dance moves in it. It does have sick like, dance. That's moves. where flossing comes from, right? Yes, and also and the a bunch hype, of other stuff. I believe. Yeah, the one-legged hoppity dance with your arm in but the air, the hype, right? Isn't it also like a sort of like group like? You build stuff and yes, it's multiplayer. You like build stuff and game. you kill each other, basically. Uh, another weird, shitty, and or stupid thing that happened in the 2010s, uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey movies and books. Would you agree with that statement, saying that that was kind of an odd thing? That was... It's a, like a, a shout out to the BDSM so interesting. thing, but... Uh, so, do you know how Fifty Shades of Grey came about? I have no idea, and I'd like to hear this, yes. No, I don't. I don't. It, so, it's... I mean, I don't want to say it's a well-known fact, but it is a known fact that Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction. Oh, really? And I, I, I like totally. I don't know. I, I have no idea why, that. but when you brought up Fortnite, I was like, God, I hope I can somehow <laughs> weasel Shades of Grey. Weasel Shades of how Grey in there. Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction into this, and I hope it's part of the 2010s because <laughs> I can't remember if it is or not. <laughs> well, that's why you're here tonight. Great minds think alike. But yeah, it's so. <laughs> it's Twilight. It is. It was Twilight fan fiction. Oh my! And then it God. ended up becoming a bestseller. Okay, yeah. uh, selfie sticks were another very ridiculous thing that occurred in the 2010s. I think when they first when they first came around, I was like. God, this is stupid. <laughs> right? Right? But then there were a few times where, like, Hannah jokingly busted... Hannah's my sister, by the way. Uh, Hannah jokingly busted one out, I think, when we were at, like, the Young Living Convention. She's like, ah, yeah, I got a selfie stick. And I was like, oh, no. And she's like, no, but in this situation, it's going to be totally useful. And it was. And I sure. was like, okay, there's a time and a place. There is a but time again, and a place for it. We have a selfie stick for our GoPro, by the way. But again, when there is a time so. and a place for something, there is also a large group of people who are going to be like, nope, nope, all the time, all the places. <laughs> Wham! <That's> true. <laughs> <laughs> and just hit you with a selfie stick. And it's like, really? This is a very crowded area. It's kind of like a, one of those this? cop, like, extendable batons that they beat people up with. Like, that's it, what it, they are, like, basically. Do you, need, so. do you need to do this right now? Like, <laughs> no, just, no, who's you, your friend you with the long? Another stupid thing from the 2010s of vaping and or e-cigarettes. Dude, fuck those things. Yeah, those things are nasty. Super fuck those things. I thought they were super cool when they first came out. I did too, and I go, this is going to be a great way for me to quit smoking. And me too. Fuck I mean, no, it didn't work. Eventually, I quit <laughs> smoking job. anyway. So yeah, you did, and good job. Yeah, that should have been something you said in the, how, for how? your top 10 of the 2010s was you quit smoking. So I, honestly, it's so like. Not inconsequential. In yeah. Okay. Um. We're gonna move on to uh, the last of the trivia questions. Here we have a few. Oh, I man, think we have four more already? questions. Okay. All this right. is for the year 2015. What actor passed in the year 2015 that was most notable for his Hammer Films horror work, his role as a Sith Lord in the Star Wars films Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, and lastly for his work as a heavy metal vocalist. Very much later in his life. The name of that band was Charlemagne, if that helps at all. It, it probably won't. It does not. Okay. Do I have you stumped on this one, really? Maybe. I, Dude, I have not watched Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. Like, Should I give you the name of the character from the Star Wars films? That might give you too much of an advantage. but I mean, you can. We'll see if it helps. Count Dooku. Oh. Um, wait, didn't he play Saruman as well? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That was. Oh fuck! 
Chris Christopherson is the answer. Uh, it's it not is not answer. Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. His first name is Chris, though. You're correct. Yes. Um, I keep I'm helping wanting, her way I, too much at this point. I know. You, but it's because you like me. <laughs> That's true. I do. Um, love you, in fact, actually. But <laughs> I love you too, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, oh God damn it! What's his last name? It's. Uh, I keep wanting to say. It's, uh, okay, it's. I keep it's wanting two to first say, names. His name I keep is wanting two to say names. Chris Plummer, but it's not Chris nope, Plummer. Chris, Chris Plummer Christopher was the guy Plummer. that played. Also, a notorious bad guy in a lot yeah, of movies, though. Too, yeah. So. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I've drank too much oh, today. Oh damn it, Christopher Lee. Damn it. Christopher Lee. Should know that. My brother's name away. is Johnny Lee. <laughs> he passed away on June 7th, 2015. Numerous roles in the Hammer horror films. Yeah. As Count Dooku in two of the three Star Wars prequel he's films. Like, he's like Max von Sydow. He, he is a little bit. He's a little better than that. He's one of my idols. Uh, he performed vocal duties for the, the heavy metal band Charlemagne, which made him the oldest heavy metal performer in history. He what? was 90 years old. When he did vocals for the album, The Omens of Death. That's fucking 90 cool. 90 years old. Cheers to Christopher Lee. Ah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right, cheers. 100%. That, yeah. that was you amazing. You should listen to that. It's pretty, it's it's interesting. It's, I'm it, sorry that. to it's all of my Lord of the Rings fans, friends, and Star Wars fans, <laughs> just, friends, that I fucked that up. My bad. No I just stock. lost a lot of stock. <laughs> you did. 2016 was a fun year for fans of comic books with several characters appearing on the big screen, including Deadpool and Doctor Strange. Comic book inspired films did well at the box office also. Which film, which featured an assortment of superheroes battling each other, ended up being the top grossing film worldwide in the year 2016? Uh, Avengers Civil War. Yeah, g- close enough. Captain America Civil War. Oh, I forgot that that it was, was a an America, Avengers but... movie, but it was actually, you yeah. know, it was Captain America Civil War. I'll it give was you Civil that. War. One. I'll, I'll give you that. You got it. You got it. Okay. We're going to 2017 now. I don't remember 2017. Well, we're going to try. What comedian passed away in 2017 that was very well known for his insult comedy and also hosting celebrity roasts where he was fucking brutal? Brutal. Oh, this one's a good one. This is one I designed. I wrote this question, and I designed it to throw you. He's very well known for insult comedy. I can't even do an impersonation of him at all. Insult comedy. Yep. And he oh. was big in like the 50s, 60s, 70s kind of thing. Okay, I'm going to give you a five-second countdown on this one, okay? Okay, wait, one running. more time. Comedian with who comedian, now? A comedian who passed away in the year 2017. Very well known for his insult comedy and also hosting celebrity roasts. One, two, I forget. I, three, I almost want to – no, I got four, nothing. Five. Don Rickles died on April 6th. Oh, Don Rickles! Didn't he play Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story? He did. Yes, yeah. he did. I should. Yeah. That would have been a great clue, actually. Damn it. Okay, last question. At least last... I know who Don Rickles is. Everyone, <laughs> you do. You know who he was. And for your generation, you're like a generation below me. Essentially, about uh, a little more than ten years away. About fifteen years. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. I gotta give you that. That you. Yeah, the mystery. Very Props good. Props to my dad for teaching me who. Don oh, Don Rickles, Rickles is. is timeless. That's one yeah. thing. I I think he's timeless. Yeah. Now, last question, last trivia question of the 2010s, 2019, true or false? On February 3rd of 2019, the Los Angeles Rams won the 2019 Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. True or false? 
False. Oh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Because the Rams are my team, man. Uh, and the Patriots won that game 13-3 yeah. to three, like they always do. Fucking, there's no point in even watching the Super Bowl anymore because the Patriots are in every one and they win pretty much all of them. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Okay, well, that's it for us tonight. Little holiday cheer, holiday uh, fireside chat with my wonderful sister-in-law, Kay. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Had a Dude, great time talking. Thank you talking. for having me. Like of I said, I've been, I've been looking forward to this for like four months. All right. Well, we did it. We got it knocked out of the park. So, all right. Any last yeah. words for you? Come see me at Barrelhead. There you go. Barrelhead in San Francisco, California. Yep. And Fulton to Masonic. Happy holidays to everyone, I would say. And a happy new year to Take all it. you and new nerds. Happy new year. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Well, that will about do it for us for the Christmas or holiday special of the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It means the world to me. A very special thanks to my sister-in-law, Kay, for coming over and recording the last part with me. And a huge, huge, huge thanks to my three biggest supporters, my wife, Willow, and my band dudes, Davey and Maddie, for helping me with all things I Want to Party with Bob and this podcast. I really, really, really could not do it without you guys. Thank you so much. You guys turn the idiot knob on my personal amplifier down so, so much. You don't even understand how much I appreciate it. I really do. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I wish you and yours the best of the holiday season. And I'll leave you with a song by the band Angry Snowman's Horror Christmas. That is a cover of the Misfits song Horror Business. Obviously, if you didn't catch that. The Angry Snowmans are so great. My favorite uh, Christmas-themed band, I think I would say at this point. My only Christmas-themed band that I actually ever listened to. But again, you know, just like with The Eradicator, my favorite squash-themed band, uh, yeah, The Angry Snowmans, Christmas. No, Christmas is not going to be the same now that I have discovered them. So, rad. Yeah, I'm stoked. Thanks again to Ty and the rest of the people of The Angry Snowmans. I really appreciate it. May your days be merry and bright. Thank you so much for listening. Good night and happy holidays to you. Uh-huh.